Hey everyone, welcome to 15 with Randy and Jeff. It is Tuesday. It is April 20th, and we are in the middle of, again, all my northern friends, we're in the middle of a monsoon. I don't know if the rain is, like, ever going to stop. And then if you like me, you drive an old, old pickup where the water leaks in through the headliner <laughs> in, in the floor so that your feet get wet, your pants get wet. And if you get going fast enough down the road, there's enough airflow through the front windshield that it even sprays on your glasses. I'm like, how in the world am I getting specs? Oh, oh. So I don't know. Maybe I got to get some caulking out on the old Ford front window. <laughs> <laughs> but I love my truck. I love my truck. Anyway, this week was number three in our series, Following Jesus Beyond the Cross. And this week it was called The Follower. And each week it's been an unexpected turn. This has been a great little trip, Following Jesus Beyond the Cross. And, you know, this road story, this journey story of the two followers of Jesus walking almost in a daze as they try to unpack Everything that had happened over the weekend, the crucifixion, they're just almost gloriously oblivious to their surroundings. And so much so that Jesus, probably less secretively than they imagined, joins them, joins the conversation, begins asking probing questions, gets them telling their story all over again, kind of almost on an autopilot. And when they're yeah. done, and when they're done without missing a beat, he calls them out a little bit and he says, So why are you guys so slow on this? Isn't this what was foretold by the prophets? And then he proceeds to give them a prophecy lesson from scripture before sitting down to eat with them. He blesses the bread. He breaks it. He gives it to them. And as they realize who it is, he disappears. Only then do yeah. they have the focus that they need to have to realize that all along it's been Jesus they've been journeying with and being counseled by. And just like last week, Looking more closely at Peter, so much of this story, Jeff, it, it, it's its implications ring so true to me today. I mean, thousands of years later, I mean, do you think they were still just so caught up in grief that they were just unable to pay attention or to notice or to realize like, hey, th th this is Jesus. So we've been with them, what, an hour, two, three? I mean, how long is this journey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it is interesting because this literally, you know, Luke paints this picture that really, really well mm, yeah. of the incident that takes place literally the weekend. I mean, the, it's it's it feels like it's Monday, right? It's just yeah, right. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like these guys are, you know, walking home. It, the Bible does point out that they're they're feeling pretty gloomy, they're because so they really yeah. haven't grasped the, you know, the, the events of of the Sunday morning yet. You know, they really haven't grasped that. They, you know, it, it kind of alludes to the fact, you know, one of you know a couple of the women shocked us by what they said, but you know, we don't really know what to think, and it's all of that piece, and. So it's a really good analogy of when you can get so down, it's hard to see the blessing that's literally right beside you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I wonder, I, I know I miss Jesus cues yeah. all the time. And when you look back, even over a week where you're just like, man, this week was just complete hot garbage. Nothing yeah. went right. I was distracted. <laughs> I was too busy. I, you know, you insert whatever little life issues could be a part of that. And even worse, when you realize like, oh, man, guess what I didn't do this week? Man, I, I'm I'm four days behind in my Bible yeah. reading. Yeah. 
I'm I'm three days behind in doing something else. And I, I mean, how much do you think we miss of things that God would love to give us in just a, the daily little bits and pieces that he wants to do for us, he wants to give for us, he wants to enlighten us on? How much do you think of those we miss just because of our yeah. lifestyle? I, I've been thinking about that all week and trying to wrap my head about what am I missing out on? Well, and that's, you know, and, and actually Stanley asked that question. I thought it was an insightful question. I'm not sure who asked it, but there's a messiness to this whole thing. The reason why it's messy is because we get caught up in trying to keep it on messy. You know, we keep, no, my goal <laughs> is from A to B, you know, and right, and so yeah. these distractions even when they're from God, this person, you know, in a sense, this is what Luke's saying. He butts in on their conversation yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like, Hey, come on, just let us be annoyed. Let us, you know, and he does, he disrupts that. And you're right. It's a, you know, here we are on our daily routine and it messes. We probably, you know, we're so busy and yet, we probably should take the time to just all of a sudden notice who's alongside of who's us. Who's alongside of us. Which is yeah. good. Yeah. Because yeah. I think those little things that we are missing, and I truly believe, and I, I don't know if you would agree or disagree, but I, I think they can still be as obvious as Jesus physically walking beside us in conversation when we yeah. just when we just miss because we're not paying attention. Our mind is somewhere else. I paid my mortgage today. <laughs> and it's not the first of the month, Jeff. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, pretty good. Right? I, I'm just, I, I'm sitting in the office and I was like, oh, no. Please. Yesterday was the first. Today's the second. So I quick jumped on my app that I can pay my mortgage on and, you know, entered everything in and you swipe left to pay. And I was like, oh, man, I hate being late. And, you know, it's a whole day, a whole day late. And I got an email immediately scheduling a shoot with us. And I see the date and it says the 20th. 20th. And I'm like, what? I just, just I, I just paid my mortgage for the first of the month. And it's only I the. You got, I hope you got benefits from that. I know. And I'm like, so, you know, like, why, why am I paying? I, you know, I don't mind paying on time. I just don't usually pay early. I don't usually have the money to pay early anyway. But I'm just like, I paid this and it stuck with me all day. That so often I'm thinking about or I'm worried about or I'm focused on something else and I think to myself, well, I need to stop and take a couple of minutes. I need to, even if I just have my phone, open up my Bible on the app and just read a little and just kind of decompress and pray a little bit because I just feel like right now there's so much that I that I can miss just because there's just not any time during the day. It's like, okay, you can get up and read your Bible. You can go to bed and read your Bible. But are the bookends enough? Right. That's just... Yeah. <sighs> it's, it, well, again, I'm not going to... I think the bookends are great. I think those are great. Oh, of course. Bookends. Yeah. It's just that sometimes we kind of lose sight. Somebody came up after the sermon and talked to me. Uh, actually, I think it was Kelvin. And it gave a really insightful piece is that sometimes we get caught up in trying to see what we want to see. 
And uh, the people of Israel were so caught up in the line of David. You know, God made a lot of covenants, but they were so caught up in the line of David that they wanted to see a lion. And what Jesus came, he was the lamb. And nobody wanted to see the lamb. They just wanted to see the lion. And uh, so this lion of Judah didn't fit, you know, when all of a sudden here is the sacrificial lamb. And so it was hard for the disciples at first because they still, even though they were with him those three years, they just didn't still get what he was about. Yeah. And that, and I, and I think that's part of who we are. And I think it, it hits us right between the eyes sometimes and we still don't get it because we believe that there's something, that there should be something different. And we, we keep wanting it to be our direction and not his. And that's the piece of being a follower. And that's part of this whole series is that following is really follow. I mean, we have to realize that it's not what what we're about. And that's why Jesus told Peter, get out of my way. <laughs> Let me do this. Uh, you know, you're the follower. Just remember that. And, uh, and I think these two guys, they got their whole minds changed. Their whole, their whole day was changed when, you know, Jesus finally, after he was done listening to their just, you know, like you didn't know what's going on in Jerusalem. And then he <laughs> flips the whole thing and they, they're like, Oh, my, we just got it handed to us. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I don't know if anyone else has been watching season two of The Chosen or if you've seen The Chosen at all. Shameless plug for their TV yeah. show. But yeah. they've had the first three episodes of season two, which is really focusing on the individual stories and the struggles of the disciples yeah. And and how they're getting the basic things wrong where, you know, of course, there's a lot of research that's been done and putting things into context for the time and the place and the culture and all this. But they try to add some backstory to, to see, you know, kind of show what it could have been like. And they fill in some spaces that, you know, could have happened this way. Yeah, and when, sure. and when you see it, it seems pretty authentic. And it seems like. Man, it's so it's so easy to see that in someone right on the screen and you see the story unfolding and you're like, oh, boy, th this is <laughs> this is not going to end well for, you know, insert whatever disciple who happens to be screwing up today. And yet when you you see that in yourself and go, have we learned nothing? <laughs> and we, right. we we have all the stories. We have these great stories. And it's been a really unique experience watching the show. And so if you haven't seen it, season two is out. If you haven't seen season one, don't start in season two. Do the whole thing. It's really well done. And it's been a blessing. But we have been anxiously awaiting each premiere at our house. And it's been great. Yeah, I think they've done a really good job. I, it's probably the best depiction of those times as well, because I think they've done a really honest job of of figuring out what life might have been like. Yeah. But this last one was was the back backstory of uh, Nathaniel, I think Nathaniel. And um, but the piece that I really really enjoyed was, and speaking of follower, it kind of fits in with what we're talking about, is how Philip comes over from yes John's you know John the Baptist his you know he had disciples too right it was just interesting because it's the piece that we very rarely give you know a lot of of mindfulness to because. 
here he's been faithfully following this. Peter calls him Crazy creepy, John, Creepy John, Creepy John, Creepy John, <laughs> and uh, and he's but he, he's a faithful follower and learning so much, and yet to literally change from that loyalty to all of a sudden realizing who his eyes really need to be on. And it was, those were beautiful pieces of how they put them together. Because there's going to be lots of times when we have different people in our lives that we follow. We like their theology. We like their, uh, their way of, you know, speaking maybe, or we just like the way they resonate with certain areas of our life. But when it comes right down to it, those are not the lead, those they may be good shepherds that Jesus has put in place, or prophets, or however you want to call it. But Jesus is still the leader of all of it, and that's where our eyes. And I think that's that was a nice piece that was fit in there, you know, almost uh, inconspicuously. Well, yeah, done. it was. I I really have enjoyed the introduction of that character and the wisdom that he got with, you know, he's like, you know, you live out in the desert for three years and, you know, you learn to see things for what they are and, you know, kind of uh, referencing this, you know, this new perspective and then realizing that Jesus and John, I, I know he says in the show that, you know, they're cut from the same cloth. Right. And I think though that that's part of the, the exciting part of it. And you mentioned Luke 20, chapter 24, 46 and 47, and you quoted it from the voice. He said, said, this is what the scriptures said, that the promised anointed one should suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, that in his name, a radical change of thought and life should be preached, and that in his name, the forgiveness of sin should be preached, beginning in Jerusalem and extending to all nations. And I like your take on that. You said, do you see what this is? This is Luke's version of the Great Commission. Jesus is saying to his followers that this excitement that they're feeling, this doubt now it's turned into faith, hope, and acceptance, it all starts right here in this small little room, but it's going to grow because of you, my followers, and it's going to spread beyond anything you can imagine. I mean, that's that's really exciting yeah. because that is still us today. This is still the part that should be exciting to us. You know, Randy, that that is, I think, the most important piece that I'm hoping that everybody gets from this series is yeah. that this is actually so timeless that God continues to reveal himself to all of us in the way in which we're best able to see him. So, you know, you mentioned I need to get better at reading the Bible, and we all do. Those are all really good pieces. Absolutely. But but little by little, we have to realize that he's also along the road with us. He's every day, he's there right alongside of us. And if we just stop, there's going to be times when he reveals himself. Actually, it becomes clearer and clearer the, the more we open up our eyes. But he opens up our eyes and we, we get a chance to see each little piece. But the cool thing, piece of and I think that's why these people keep disappearing is because <laughs> I really do believe Jesus is saying to us, look, this is what you know. All I'm asking is that you share it. Yeah. So it's as simple as that. And I think we've made it too hard or we've made it too complex or we have to get some, you know, in profound peace. But all he's asking, he's saying, share 
what you'd experienced in that upper room or wherever that was where Jesus, you know, reveals himself to the disciples. That is such a cool story that here when Cleopas comes, they're all still sharing stories too. It's so like everybody's doing this sharing thing. And then Jesus says, no, uh, (laughs) I, I know you guys all love sharing these stories, but this is going to go bigger than this. So, yeah, that's good. Well, and the other part of it seems a little scary. I mean, it's exciting, yeah. but it's scary because then the next part of it, you know, you jumped into the ethnos part of it. Yeah. There's still plenty of circles and you don't have to look, unfortunately, very hard in today's Christianity to find minds that just don't see it this way or they just haven't succumbed to it enough to say this is for everybody. You know, we still have our silos of beliefs and fundamentals and different things like that where this can't possibly be for everybody. I mean, yeah, 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 it's for everybody. But we really know that those of us that have the truth or that have the the little secret sauce or whatever it is that, that sets our denomination or, like you said, those people that are really good shepherds or good pastors, or good preachers, there's, you know, they're mentors. They have so much of it right but all of it has to point back to Jesus. And in the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, it's kind of a almost funny story in the way, you know, he's running alongside and, you know, this guy's got to be thinking, who is this crazy man running alongside my <laughs> chariot? But I loved how patient and encouraging Philip is. And I, I think that gets overlooked in this story because we've all been the part of some type of proselytization, wanted or unwanted, that hasn't been done with maybe the love and the tact that it called for, for the place where we were spiritually when we were approached. Because, you know, if we're already apprehensive, maybe about sticking our neck out to spread the word to someone who's different or in our hearts, not completely worthy, or maybe they're not open to the idea of the gospel, that's a little scary. And it's going to be even more difficult to stay focused and patient and lead that conversation with grace if you don't have that. What was it that Philip did that just made him seem so approachable and so, I mean, he was patient, he was likable. And this person goes from reciting scripture in a chariot to getting baptized. I know. I mean, that's a a crazy story. Yeah. So I I think the piece that I that I think is really important that sometimes it it gets overlooked. And that is the fact that if you read ahead, you know, if you read beforehand, it's, it's the Holy spirit doing this. So we have to, first of all, let's not just assume that we're going to know exactly who to talk to and how the Holy spirit (laughs) is directing this thing. (laughs) It's very clear. So I think it's just our ability to you know what we've talked about before, the more he reveals himself to us, the better we are at listening, the better we are at getting to know his voice, getting so I, I'm not saying that all of us, you know, just go out in the middle of the road and you know find somebody that's got their window rolled down and start, you know. <laughs> I don't I'm not saying that. I'm I, but I am saying that there are going to be nudges from time to time. Mm, and absolutely. But you do notice that it says that he's hearing the the person reading Isaiah aloud. So there's a lot of, I mean, we didn't even get into this in the sermon, but there might have been, I mean, the fact, first of all, he's reading 
he's reading scripture. So this Ethiopian eunuch must have had some way of procuring uh, scrolls or scriptures from some, I mean, he might've even, we, we kind of feel like there's probably been some history of Jewish people in Ethiopia from whether it's from the descendants of Abraham or Ishmael, there, there were some, you know, there are some connections that we find of even okay. Holy land type places in in Ethiopia. Oh, wow. So well, however he got it, there might've been some preparation for it. Matter of fact, there's actually some people who think that he maybe wasn't a non-Jew. He might've been an Ethiopian Jewish lineage, you know, so we don't know any of that, sure. but there is, there is this piece that, whoa, this guy's reading from Isaiah. So this guy, it's not like a cold call. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and so here comes Philip, and he hears him reading. So he's got a natural in. I think those are the things that we need to think about is that there are going to be times when the opportunities present themselves, and we shouldn't shy away from them. Because we saying, should have it. So are one. you saying there's not going to be a lot of people with their windows rolled down in Orlando reading Isaiah? <laughs> Giving there us an in. Okay. Yeah, it's probably, but listen for it. <laughs> if it's there, go for yeah. it. Oh, man. Well, the ethnos part that you concentrated on, you know, that can seem daunting as well. Yeah. But in actuality, I wish we realized it more or, and I think we do at Whole Life Church, but as a, as a collection of Christians, I wish we realized that actually that's one of the most beautiful parts because if you've ever attended a church or had church friends that don't have the makeup or the personal intention to be diverse or to reach out to everyone, you know, coming into that type of community, if you've been in the outside where that's not the norm, it is a blessing that is very difficult to to put into words and how much it enriches your journey as a Christian and your understanding of Jesus when other people from different backgrounds raised completely different than you whether or not they look or sound any different than you, those experiences really find their way into your heart when you begin to realize this person does something that maybe makes me uncomfortable or I don't understand the tradition that they have. But then right. as you get to become friends or cl closer, almost like family, and then you see their heart for Jesus in action, you go, you know, there's got to be something to that because – I've seen this person time and time again stand up, do the right thing, be the person that I wish I was closer to or the person that other people are drawn to. And it's because of Jesus. It's because of the way Jesus is in their life. And all of a sudden, the differences are like, well, you know, maybe that's not such a big deal like I thought it was. Or maybe these 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 differences are ways that we can reach others when we don't have something to say. It gives us almost another another talking piece or another part to understand and to love Jesus differently. And that's one of my favorite things about Whole Life Church, because I've never been in a church, well, certainly not in the Midwest, and not here, that has embraced it and just found their place in that ethnicity and that div ethnic diversity like we have, that to me is a huge thing that so many people miss out on. And I I, th I just think we are superbly blessed at whole yeah. life. Well, I think as Christians, 
Well, I do like the idea of as Christians, we are actually the outsiders. So <laughs> exactly. we have to think of we have to think of it that way. Yep. But the cool thing about it is, so here's this, you know, this new covenant that Jesus says. And it's basically covenants, we have to think of covenants in a different way than just like a marriage covenant, because it does sort of feel like exclusiveness. And that's how the Jews looked at it. It was, we were an exclusive group that we have a covenant with God. So in your saying this, you know, he, he wanted a covenant with us, but it was, he wanted us to understand a partnership and the partnership was we would partner with him so that others could come in. In other words, we're partnering with God to get other people into God's family is really what it is. Yeah. And that's where that diversity piece comes from is because my covenant is not to be exclusive. So now God only likes me. No, the <laughs> partnership is to bring everybody into this family, everybody yeah. into this fold. So, and that's the piece that we don't get. There's a great, we don't have time for it, but there's a great story in Matthew 19 where where Peter or I'm sorry the disciples all just sort of question this whole thing about marriage and then Jesus brings in this or brings in this um eunuch piece and that's because he's saying look you guys are only thinking of yourselves yeah. broaden your minds so to include others get out a little yeah. would you yeah, yeah. get out <laughs> get out about in the world yeah. oh man well i have thoroughly enjoyed this series i will truly be sad to see it go but before we get to our whole life takeaway we have been taking extra questions from the loop as you if you have watched the loop our new interactive service every saturday morning at 9:30 a.m. Stanley is our host and if uh, after the message him and Jeff sat down to have a, a Q&A which I would suggest if you haven't seen the message, definitely go and check that out. Uh, you can find it on our website, wholelife.church, and you can go to the sermon archives there and you can catch that. The questions were exceptional, and usually we take the overflow questions, and this week there were none. They got to them all. And, you know, we're way past running out of time, so I'm not going to, we're not going to do that. But I do want to remind you every Saturday morning at 9.30, except for this upcoming week, because there will be no live services this week, but more on that in a moment, so stay tuned. But this week, one of our whole life takeaways asked, the fullness of the gospel was never meant to be proprietary and only a Jewish thing. As ethnos, anyone other than Jews, we are part of God's plan and added in to receive God's grace, forgiveness, and acceptance. It would seem strange then that we would become the inviters, yet God does allow us that privilege not to judge or to gatekeep, but to invite. When you think about the people in your life, who would be easy to invite and who would be harder and why? Now, there are a ton of people that immediately came to my mind that would be easy (laughs) enough to invite. No doubt about it. None came to my mind that would be difficult. Hmm. Honestly, that's just the way I look at it. But I know that it is one of the toughest things for me. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not shy. I genuinely want to share the good news. I'm an extrovert for the most part. But inviting is a very in-your-face idea for me personally. I have been invited in so many counterproductive ways as a Christian and as a kind of sort of Christian, you know, like, hey, yeah, I'm still my name is still on the books, but not really Christian. And never really in through any of those experiences that I feel like that invitation was from a genuine spot that that person was like, man, 
I really think you should do this. I really think you should taste and see. I really think that this is something that has changed my life and I, my life shows it. And, and I know that that's, that puts a heap on us because, you know, we're never going to be that. But yet there are so many people that do this so well whose excitement and whose love for Jesus comes through that you can't help but say, wow, that's pretty cool, right? So I remember how all those things made me feel. And it's always something that it's very difficult for me to do that. And I, it's just something inside of me that I haven't been able to really overcome. And I'm not sure totally why. And it's been on my mind this week a lot. So maybe I'll come to some kind of an understanding with God on this. <laughs> but, you know, I never want to make someone feel the way I felt or worse, be turned away from God because of something I said or didn't say. or And that's that sounds like a cop out. And maybe it is. But the podcast is something that I share a lot because it's something I truly believe in, not only as a medium and the content that we talk about, because I think it's super important. I think it's done in a way that's inviting and easy to digest and understand. And it's not threatening in any way, I don't think. And our message of hope through God's grace is, to me, is inviting. And so I'm hoping that, you know, that's that's kind of been my entry point. And I maybe I use that as a crutch where I don't have to, but... Why do you think that is, Jeff, that we just feel like maybe there's something we don't, I don't know, do we not, do we feel like we don't deserve to do it? We're not good enough to do it? That, that's a, that's a tough one for me. I, I yeah, honestly, I, 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 I think it goes back. We, I think we are, we continue to make this harder than what it is. And <laughs> th- I do think that there's a lot more that is in a sense, um, we're here to sow the seeds. You know, there's a lot of things that we don't have to do and we, we take it upon ourselves. So um, let the Holy Spirit do a whole lot more (laughs) than, (laughs) and give it, and and give it to her or him to do. I like that. All right. There you go. Good. That's, that's Uh, that's sage advice. a, A good line in there. And that is, because we want to, again, we want to do the work of the Holy Spirit. We choose to follow. We yeah. don't get to choose who follows. Right. So. Yeah. Got to plant the seeds yeah. and let the Holy Spirit do it. Yeah. That's great. Okay. All right. So what about you guys? Are you an inviter or are you more like me using other outlets to invite or just totally not doing it at all? Or maybe in less obvious ways than that. Let us know by using a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607. Or you can send it, as always, in an email to podcast at wholelife.church. And would love to share those next week because next week, well, hold on, just one more moment. Final thoughts are from Jeff's message this past week. And as discussing the story of the Ethiopian eunuch, he said, But you do realize that we're not Philip, right? (laughs) As soon as you said that this week, I loved it. He went on to say, you see, we are that Ethiopian eunuch. We would have been the outsider. We would have been the ethnos. In this story, God's love reaches out and includes you and me. The Holy Spirit who touches the mind of one follower reaches out and finds our chariot and runs alongside of us and says, hey, in case you didn't understand what you're reading, God's grace is extended to you and you're welcome to be a follower. To me, that was so perfect, so perfect, because in everything, when we we think it's scary, 
And yet we're, we put ourselves in the place of the disciples and, you know, the, the Christians. And, and it's like, no, no, you got that all backwards. You're wrong. <laughs> it's the other way around. I think that can also help. So I love that, that final kind of idea. But you do realize that we were not Philip, right? <laughs> Just really, that, that really made my day, my whole week. So, all right. Now, finally, next week at Whole Life Church. There is going to be a replay, and it's going to be online only, of last week's church. Why, you might ask, it is church retreat at Camp Kalakwa. Today, as we are recording, it is not the first. I paid my mortgage early. Remember that from earlier. All right. <laughs> Today, as we are recording, it is Tuesday, April the 20th. Okay? Tomorrow, Wednesday, when this will be available for you to listen at its earliest in the morning, it will be Wednesday the 21st. And registration for Church Retreat 2021 at Camp Kalakwa will be closed after tomorrow. So you, if you're listening to this right now, it's Wednesday sometime during the day, and you're panicking and you're not sure what to do. It's wholelife.church/retreat. And if you have any questions, you need anything, something special, something you're not sure how to do, it's T A M I at wholelife.church. Tammy is the keeper of all things church retreat, always has been, always will be. Even in years to come, when she's no longer here, she is still going to be church retreat. That's who we know. We trust in Tammy when it comes to church retreat, as always. So make sure that you get registered if you are planning to attend, but there will not be any in person or services. It's just going to be a replay of last week. But if you have any questions, I'm not sure what we're going to do for a podcast next week because, well, we won't have a message. So I'm thinking of some other things that we might be able to do that are maybe more whatever. I don't know. Fun. You know, questions? I think what would be fun sometimes is to maybe do a podcast series on The, the Chosen sometime. Oh, yes, kind of that would be fun because we have I mean, I season one, I think we've seen every episode at least six or seven times. My girls absolutely love it. And the more you watch it, you know, you get just like anytime you rewatch a show or a movie, you catch different pieces and parts that you missed the first time. And sure. we've already been through the first three episodes twice already in season two. <laughs> and so it is very interesting. And there's just a lot that you can get out of the show and again, it's just uh, the recreation of and the backstories are beautiful. The character of Jesus is phenomenal. If you have ever thought like, man, I think I, I love Jesus. I understand a little bit about Jesus. I'm just telling you this character and the way they've written the show, the way they've portrayed him seems so genuine and authentic. And whether it's completely you know accurate or not. The meaning behind and the idea behind and the acting and everything is trying to be so just so not maybe not accurate, but just so real, you know, and right. it just it's just oh, it's just it's wonderful. So if you haven't had a chance, it's the chosen TV and you can find them. They have an app. You can watch it all for free, all the episodes. So that sounds like fun. But we'll do something next week, one way or the other. So you're getting a little bit longer episode this week. Because next week it might be really short. It might be me just <laughs> checking. <laughs> right. It may just be me checking in to say, hey, how's it going? Did you guys have any questions from last week? Or maybe we'll do something else. We'll figure it out. But anyway, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for sticking around for the whole episode. It was a great series. I hope you guys were as blessed as I was. And next week we'll be back. And speaking of grace, if you missed the message, 
swipe up in today's show notes and the link is right there for you. And that is our weekly message podcast. So you don't ever have to miss a message. So thank you everyone for listening and for tuning in, send your questions if you have them and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening guys.